Welcome to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast, a podcast that ignites leaders to lead their purpose into manifestation and fuel their greatest leadership success. Now, here is your host, Abiola Saba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Leadership Podcast. Today on Abiola Sabo Leadership Podcast, I have with me a good friend of mine, Joe Farina. Joe Farina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. I am, I am so, so excited to have you here on the podcast, Joe. And I know you have so much to share with us tonight. But let's start by you introducing yourself to, to my audience. So to, who is Joe Farina? Wow, who is Joe Farina? Well, I uh, I know that I'm I'm not hip, slick, and cool. I'm just a a guy who uh, came into the world and and uh, made a lot of mistakes along the way. Came to know the Lord and uh, and grew from there. I went to law enforcement, been in retail, and and I'm an entrepreneur now. And I guess more than anything else, I am just a guy out there wanting to make a difference in the world and be a light that shines. So that's who Joe Farina is. I'm just a vessel to, to, to be a light that shines. Awesome, awesome. And Joe, today, I know earlier on this afternoon, we, we had a, a nice conversation where you had so much to share with me. And I just found it very intriguing. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to be the only one to really be blessed by this growth that you've gone through. So tell us about some of your leadership journey so far. Yeah. Okay. I, what I want to tell you is, I guess I could share the story that happened earlier. It, being an entrepreneur and doing what I do, um, I'm always, I guess there's always a continually learning process. It's self-discovery and you find out your flaws and you work on them and, and you go to, you go confront them and you, and you find out where you're lacking. And Recently, I had a unique experience of going out to Colorado, and I met uh, my great mentor and friend of mine, Tom Chenault, and I got to spend time with him, and I kind of got to watch leadership in action in a different way, and, and I was blown away. I was, I was humbled. Uh, the Lord really kind of answered my prayer. It was something I'd been praying about, uh, to have a mentor that I could work with and learn the right way and learn how to really be authentic and be something that I really could step into greatness with and just follow the Lord and what he had for my life. So I end up out there. And while I was there, I had grabbed a couple bracelets uh, that I had printed up back in 2009 with the words on it that said, faith arise. And so while I was out there, I was wearing this bracelet and I, and I met a great gentleman by the name of, of Brian Baum, who is the former mayor in Longmont, Colorado. And he had a very powerful testimony that he shared in front of a group of people that I was blessed to sit in on. And I got to watch him share his testimony, and I got to watch the look on his son's face as he was looking at his father. And I remember taking a picture of it. I remember sitting there going, that is the Lord at work. That is something amazing. And so when Brian sat down, I just, I had a moment to talk with him and share with him, and I ended up giving him a bracelet. So fast forward on the story, Amiola. I, I said, you know, I, I'm going to be a leader who does something that I'm going to hold myself accountable to, which is to, to, to really just be a light that shines whenever the Lord leads me. So I started wearing extra bracelets on my wrist recently. 
and I put three or four on my wrist. And yesterday, it was, a, it was, it was amazing. Yesterday, a, a waitress at a diner that um, me and my family were at, we were eating breakfast. She came over and she looked at the bracelet and said, well, what is that? And I shared my story a little bit about it and she just poured her heart out and, and really just said, I really needed to hear that. And it was, it was that simple act that opened up the door for me to not only, I ended up giving her one of the bracelets and kind of sharing a little bit more, but I got to pray with that woman before we left uh, in the middle of the diner. Now, here's where things all come together because we don't know how the Lord sometimes leads and he is the one who really leads. And then we being good followers become great leaders. I believe that. Absolutely. In 2009, I was a really a first year on the job. I got hired in law enforcement in 2008. And by 2009, I, we had formed a Christian band and, and we're doing some different things. And I was remember playing at a church and just, you know, kind of doing a little church service stuff. And they had a big field out back. And I remember talking to the pastor. I said, hey, you know, why don't we get a little a grill out here? We can get a guitar or something. We can just sit out here, get a couple of men. We'll do some fellowship. And we'll just hang out for a little bit. And he said, okay, we can do that. That one little step turned into inviting two or three more, turned into 10 or 15, turned into 25, and turned into in nine weeks, I watched the Lord take four people who decided to come together and just worship and just without any strings attached, turn it into something that, it was hundreds and hundreds of people were at. Uh, thousands of people were touched by it. We had sponsorship with Chick-fil-A, which I'm sure you know Abiola is, is, is a great organization. They really got behind us. We were on two different radio shows. We went to recording studio and recorded an album. I was speaking at different churches on the story of how this all came to be. 16 different organizations got behind it. We united multiple churches came together. We fed every single person there, and hundred showed up. We fed every single person there food, had uh, water. We had inflatable bouncers for kids. We had a big circus tent. We had five porta pots. We had we had uh, a professional stage. We had professional sound. We had it was amazing. Mm -hmm. We had crosses on the corner there, and from that time, I remember being in that position, because that was a lot of work. There was a lot of things at that time that I, at moments I felt overwhelmed with because here I am, we and a few others had stepped out in faith. We had put our name on things mm -hmm. and we had made promises that we then had to keep. And then the struggle for me was I kind of wanted to run and hide, Abiola. I wanted to pass it off to somebody else. I'm like, ah, this is too much going on. I got a full-time job. You know, I'm, I'm working night work as a police officer here. Uh, this is overwhelming. I'm not worthy. But by the grace of God, you know, we, we kept in prayer. We kept together. And everything in my life that has happened from that moment, from that event, I can link back to that event, that first time that I really publicly stepped out in faith on a big scale and professed my love for the Lord. And that we had those bracelets made up for that specific event. And here we are, 2016, that was in 2009. Here we are in 2016. The leadership 
that the Lord allowed us to, to assume that position back in 2009. Here I am with the bracelets that were printed then, sharing a story from seven years ago. Wow. It was one day. It was September 12th of 2009. And that day, here we are, 2016, that story is still relevant. Wow. And that was leadership in action. It would have been very easy for us to play it small and say, ah, we'll just, you know, get a couple burgers and, oh, we can't do a big event. That's too much work. But the Lord really laid it on our heart. And you know, Abiola, mm. what I learned in that was when you serve, if you serve the Lord like a child who dreams big, they haven't been told no thousands of times, and they haven't been uh, polluted by, by the world, and they haven't been uh, indoctrinated with uh, what's impossible. We know that all things are possible uh, through the Lord, right? And so when we come in leadership like a child would, who believes in infinite possibilities, who doesn't know, who doesn't know, quote unquote, any better. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's when the Lord can do something amazing because we just come to him with this innocence of, okay, we're going to, it's just, we're going to be full. We're going to play full out. Mm -hmm. And I remember what that felt like playing full out. And here I am in 2016 sharing that. When I left the diner that day, later on that day, I, I ran into another friend of mine. Oh, well. And we got to talking and he was telling me some things in his life that were going on. And, and here we go. I end up praying with him, sharing a little bit with him and gave him a bracelet as well, which he immediately put on his wrist. And I said, brother, when you are tested, when you are in that position where you can then rely on faith, which trumps the fear. Yeah. That's when you, that's when it's time to stand up and arise, take your place, take your place of leadership. So true. We are all leaders. Mm -hmm. We are all leaders. We are all, we are all capable of so much more. We are all capable of standing up. For years of my life, Abiola, I told a story that I was unworthy. And that was a real, you know, talk about a real easy way out. I could sit on the couch and somebody else will do it because I'm unworthy. <laughs> so you know, when I called you earlier today, I just wanted to share that because I... I really enjoyed it. I not just enjoyed it. I, I tell you, there are two things, actually more than two things that stand out in, in what you shared so far. Service to others, service and then about others. Like you, you were others focused. You were really not focused on yourself. It, it probably wasn't convenient but you were thinking about the, the other people that you're going to bless, so you made it convenient for, for yourself. I also love the fact that, you know, um, last Friday I was in a leadership um, conference, and then Kathy was the founder of Chick-fil-A, was one of the speakers. And he referred to the book of Nehemiah. He was just actually, he was talking about... Um, a conference center in Atlanta, he said, um, they call it Mercedes-Benz. And opposite that conference center is, is um, a, a, a community of people eating from the trash. And he said that really bothered him. He wants to merge the gap between 
the very, very rich and successful and those who cannot afford to eat. And it's not a surprise to me that Chick-fil-A was part of uh, the companies that sponsored you. And you're just thinking about others, trying to be a blessing to the homeless. You know, that, that, that's a very good thing. But how did you come up with the name Faith Arise? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I can tell you that was just in prayer. And I remember sitting there and you had talked on a, on a, a video that I was watching earlier about being a community of like-minded people. And I had some great people around me and we just really got together and fellowshiped. And in the process of that, we got to discussing what it was really we were doing and, and what it really represented and what we really, what we felt the Lord was calling us to do. And really it was a, it was a, it was almost like a, a revival, a renewal. We really wanted to do an event that, that fed believers who were fired up and give them, give them a resource to convene and come together. And we wanted to make it a, a place where at least we could be less about us and more about the Lord and, and be a message of what are we really doing here? We are, we are letting our faith arise, yeah. be uplifted. And, and relying on the Lord to give us the strength to do that. Because, uh, Abiola, the position of leadership we were in, I can, I'd love to tell you that I was, again, hip, slick, and cool. I wasn't. There was portions of it. I was a train wreck. And the only way I got through it was through prayer. I ended up on the floor of somebody's house who I never met before, praying on their floor for 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't know the, I didn't know the guy at all. How I ended up there was I was going around talking to people about the event. And, and I ended up being connected with one gentleman who connected me with another gentleman who invited me to go to a men's prayer night at a, a guy's house who I had never met. And I met the group of people for the first time I wandered in. And, and the next thing I know, I'm just on the floor praying for 45 minutes. And I, I'd love to tell you that I had, I had all the answers. I had very little. I, I, I I remember telling a good friend of mine, I said, you know, I've got nothing. I stood up on stage that day. The Lord led me to, I had a steering wheel of a car mm. and I held it up in front of everybody and I threw the steering wheel away and I said, I'm not driving the car anymore. <laughs> I'm not the one driving this. Yeah. And I threw it away because I didn't need it because I wasn't driving the car. Yeah. Psalms, you know, Psalms 6012 um, is something that I thought about in, when we wonder what you can accomplish for God, yeah. and that's really what that was. We were just kids. We were loving. We just wanted to be of service. We wanted to do something. And Psalm 6012 basically says, with God's help, we will do mighty things for he will trample down our foes. Amen. And what is some of the things you in your leadership coaching and the things that we do as leaders in a sense, what are we, what are, what is the big stumbling block for somebody taking a position of leadership in area of our life? And it's fear. Mm-hmm. And I believe one of the biggest foes that the Lord really, that we need to rely on what the Lord as leadership is in leadership is to rely on the Lord, to know that, that with God's help, we will do mighty things for he will trample down our foes. And one of the big foes is fear. That's so true. And, and the faith, faith, yeah. faith, yeah. where faith is present, fear cannot exist. Mm. 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 And so I, you know, I, I, I had to humble myself recently as to what kind of leader I wanted to be. You know, we all have plans. We think we have plans for our life, but 
I go back to Psalms, you know, 138.8, the Lord will work out his plan for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. And in this day and age, in the political climate that we're in, and everybody's looking for somebody else to have the answer, and everybody's worried about what color, you know, clothes they're wearing, what party they're a part of, who said what to who and when. You know, I've learned, and I've learned it over and over again, we've heard it. But I, I go back and I give credit to my friend Tom Chenault for highlighting this for me was, Joe, you, leadership is about loving and loving more. Exactly. And when you can do that, when you can really be present with someone, yeah. how about being present with the Lord without an agenda? So That's true. leadership. When you can be present with the Lord without an agenda and then be present with others without an agenda and say, I am going to, to really really just make it less about me and more about what I'm called to do. I really like, I really like what you said about being present with the Lord without an agenda and then being present with others without an agenda uh, in this noisy world. And it's one of the things I talked about on my mentorship live broadcast today, that it's such a noisy world and everyone you look on social media, you feel like everyone has a prophet's life and that you're missing out on something. And, and even if you have a good life, yours is to lift others up. Yours is to bring out, I mean, great leaders will bring out the best in others, not just, you know, having them cheer them on. You know, bring the best out of them, you know, encourage them to, you know, to be the best they can. And, and that's one of the things I love doing on social media. Uh, I love the fact that you talked about having a mentor. And I, uh, I know you had shared also that Tom, your mentor, has really helped you. For, for those leaders that are listening, can you tell us uh, two advantages of having a mentor? Yes, I can tell you a lot more, but I'll keep it to two. <laughs> I will tell you just a, a story of how me and Tom kind of what precipitated that and how I knew the value of that very early on in my younger years, I was, I wanted to be in bodybuilding and I started working out and I started studying everything I could because I don't know where I got it from and maybe by the grace of God, but I knew that if I was going to be anything and learn anything, I needed to, I needed to learn from somebody who had came from where I came from and went to where I wanted to go. And, and as long as I could learn from them, and, and follow that success leaves clues. I could do that. So I ended up out in California and I had read uh, Frank Zane's books and I've watched videos and I read articles in magazines, but I can tell you it's a big difference when I went out to California and he was three time Mr. Olympia, one of the great legends in bodybuilding. And I was at his house and I got to spend several days there working out with him talking about various things with him, having conversations about life and all sorts of different things. I got to watch how he approached his set. I got to watch how he went about his day. And I got to see things that you just don't see by just reading a book. I actually had a real life mentor that I was doing things with. I'm a person who learns by, by seeing, doing, and, and having somebody there going, hey, you know, try this. I notice you're doing that, but let's do this a little bit differently. 
and that's active coaching. So when the opportunity to work with Tom came around, I took advantage. I got on an airplane immediately. I flew out to Colorado because this, this individual was willing to pour time into my life. And you know how precious time is on this earth. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's fleeting fast. And, and we're given that time. And he's willing to, to invest that time in me without, without an agenda. And, and he did it from a place of wanting to see me really learn what he had been blessed to learn. And so I went out there and I shadowed him for a couple of days. And I got to learn something that you don't really learn by reading a book about somebody or you don't really learn about really kind of without an active mentor. I got to learn that, that and I'm Tom will, I, I know he'll love me for saying this. Tom is not hip slick and cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you I know, spoke with Tom. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> he, I learned that Tom, had I not gone out there and had a mentor like him who was willing to take the time to invest in me, I watched Tom treat individuals who were homeless on the street with the same love and the same care and the same ear as a CEO of a major multi-million dollar company making millions of dollars a year. And he treated them both the same. He gave them both the same love because guess what? And I, I, I owe it to Tom. Tom saying I'm not hip slick and cool. It made me realize none of us are perfect and none of us are really hip slick and cool. We've all got problems going on in our lives that we need the Lord for. We've all got things that we could use leadership for. That's We've true. all got areas of our life where we need mentorship. We That's need accountability. That's so true. If, if we truly want to maximize our potential in this life that God's given us. Mm -hmm. And so I have an air of gratitude with that. And I can tell you something, Abiola, do you want to know the reality? And my buddy brought this up when I told him what I was doing. He said, Joe, you and I were praying about this very same thing several weeks ago. We had this conversation that, you, and here I was, I was being mentored. And my prayer had been answered that I had prayed several weeks prior because I want to be the best leader that God has called me to be. I, I want to have the purest interaction with, with people. I want people to know that I care. Yeah. And I said, who can I get around that really exemplifies that? And I was so blessed. And I believe in my heart that the Lord answered that prayer because that was in line with where the Lord had me going. That's, that's, that's such a blessing. It's such a blessing that you prayed the prayer weeks before and, and God connected you with Tom. That's such a, a blessing. Yeah. And Abby, oh, I, you, you know, being in, like you said about social media and Facebook, there's so many voices out there. there are. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's a guru. Everybody's got their deal. Everybody's got their things going on. And it does look sometimes like, wow, this person's got it all figured out. <laughs> What's going on with me? <laughs> but here, you and I know, and this is where I think I stepped into a new level of leadership when I was able to humble myself. And really say, wow, there's areas of my life where I'm just not hip slick and cool. There's areas of my life that I'm just an utter train wreck and I need the Lord. Yeah. And I'm not a guru by the nature of being a guru because I've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. If I'm any leader, I'm a leader who can love people and love them more. Yeah. And 
And I believe that that is probably the greatest thing. And because we all, we all have that conversation that we have with ourselves and others where we go, hey, how are you doing? And people, oh, I'm doing fine, doing great, you know, <laughs> living the dream, living the dream. And then they ask you how you're doing. And you go, oh, I'm doing fine, you know, living the dream also. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there might be some horrible things going on in each other's lives. But there wasn't that true connection. No, yeah, the true connection is lost. You know, one of the things I learned from the leadership conference in um, that, that the leadership conference for Friday, uh, Simon Sinek was talking about this next generation, how connection, connecting is completely it's almost lost in this generation. You're in the same room with them, they're testing. They don't, when, when, even when they get together, they're half of the time on their phone, people are really not connecting. And, and the phone and social media makes people believe like everything is perfect when the person is actually dying, dying to have a real person to talk to, dying to connect with someone. But the faking of, oh, everything is perfect is is what almost you know all this younger generation are doing and now we need to really slow down and connect with them eyeball to eyeball let them put the phone down let them put the gadgets down and just connect some of them don't even know how to connect they don't know how to connect because they're so used to social media so used to you know technology yes yes uh, it's been the biggest blessing for me to, to have people and mentors in my life that have reminded me that really, if you want to be a very effective leader and you really care about people and you really want to make a difference, the greatest skill you can learn is the skill of connecting with people Absolutely. for real. Absolutely. And, and Habiola, I'm telling you, I know this because the Lord blessed me with this. Because I've been in, in businesses and I've been in law enforcement. I've had to talk to people that I otherwise maybe don't really want to talk to and deal with situations I otherwise really wouldn't do. And you know this when you're in business, you're an entrepreneur and you get out there and, and you, you need to tell people what you're doing and you, and you, and you get out there and you, you want to help people and stuff. I got to tell you, the biggest roadblock for me was I really didn't want to be just another voice in, you know, barking out information. I didn't want to be this next guru. I knew I didn't have all the answers and I didn't want to call up my friends and family and people that I cared about and, and, and be late. My biggest fear was that when they got off the phone with me, they were going to lump me into the category of everyone else. Yeah. And I said, I need to find out how not to do that. And the answer to the prayer was when I was humbled and I spent time with that mentor friend of mine that God really put in my life. And I realized that it's okay to be who I really am and be authentic because how can I expect somebody else to be authentic with me when I'm not being 100% authentic with them? Mm -hmm. And how can I try to portray that I've got it all figured out and, 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 and then, and then say, you know, rely on the Lord, but I got it all figured out. I realized I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. And and that's, that's a message. I don't have it all figured out, but if I can do something amazing in this life, not having it all figured out by relying on the Lord, well, what else can you accomplish that other people accomplish that there's no difference between me, you or anybody else other than the fact that we just, we, we, we faced some things. We failed more than other people. 
Mm. And giving people permission to do that. So I realized I wasn't being, I didn't have an authentic relationship with the Lord. So how was I going to have an authentic relationship with other people? Because I was actually not being 100% transparent with the Lord. So how was he going to use me? You know, I always had an agenda sometimes. You know, when we come to prayer, sometimes we come to prayer with our, with our wish list of things we want God to fix. Like uh, we want him to fix this. We want him to bless that. We want him to do this. We want him to do that. Boy, when you come to the Lord without an agenda and you want to serve the Lord and you learn how to do that, you go, Lord, I'm listening. That's it. Then you could take that to people and go, Abiola, how are you doing? I'm listening. Yeah, the listening skill is almost um, almost lost these days. So uh, we're running out of time. Um, how can my listeners connect with you, Joe? Well, because I'm not hip, slick, and cool, <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me via CB radio or smoke signals. Right. <laughs> uh, the Lord has not anointed me with the tech-savvy mm-hmm. skills, but you can reach me at, here's a couple ways to do that. Facebook uh, fan page is motivatednation.com. That's, uh, you can like that page and stay connected with me there. You can find me on Facebook, Joe Farina. Uh, I have a picture of my face on there. I'm smiling. Yeah. And uh, you can find me there. And my email, if somebody wants to email me and, and they, they have a question, I can be of assistance. It's jjfarina at live.com. And Abiola, I'm even willing to give my phone number if you think that would be a service because I welcome people calling me because I'm old school. I, I believe that we should go back to the yeah, rotary go phone. Ahead if you want to, that's fine with me. Eight five six nine zero six four nine eight eight. Let's have a conversation and and just I, and I think that that's the biggest blessing. I think to lead to lead, we need to know where people are at in order to know how to get them where they want to go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh joe for being part of this podcast thank you for so for being so real for being so authentic that's one of the things i really love about you you're really down to hurt you're very you're real you're very authentic and um thank you also very much for uh, listening thank you for being part of this podcast today remember uh it's it's um they so many things uh, you know the lord has deposited in you that you have to deliver for this generation and the next generation and if you want to work on a closer level with me feel free to connect with me customer support at abiolasaba.com customer support at abiolasaba.com I truly, truly desire for you to achieve your God-given goals. So hope to connect with you real soon. And thank you so much for being part of this. Welcome to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast, a podcast that ignites leaders to put their purpose into manifestation and fuel their greatest leadership success. Now, here is your host, Abiola Saba. (laughs) Of course, I grouped that. You know what? I just, I, I like doing this sometimes, um, everyone. You know, uh, I, I'm ending the podcast, but I'm still welcoming you. I, I love doing this to let you know, like I said um, on the um, live broadcast today, that you do not have to be perfect to get started. This is just a classic example. But thank you so much for connecting. And you have been listening to Abiola Saba Leadership Podcast. 
To get exclusive access to Abiola's free training, visit abiolasaba.com. Abiolasaba.com. And join her email community. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, remember, great leaders don't just lead. They empower others to lead in areas they are passionate about. Passionate about. Passionate about.